Last time on Exiled, Jean and Warlock accompanied Star-Lord and her ship, Rora, up to the Kree base to retrieve or steal a universal weapon, only to find someone who was waiting for another spy. Meanwhile, Dr. Nemesis investigated the technology that the Freedom Legion had, while Wendigo took a nap before dinner. Let's find out what happens this week on Exiled. Hi, I'm James. I play a Wendigo. The indefinite article is important because should Luke ever kill my character, I will either a quit the show in a huff or two just come back as a new Wendigo because there can be many and have been many. In fact, even on this very podcast, the the Wendigo I'm currently playing is Francois Frank Lartigue, a Métis fur trapper and hunter who was forced to succumb to cannibalism in the Canadian wild and was cursed to become the Wendigo, a large white furry dad who sometimes eats people. And you can find me on giantbomb.com, user Leesk. I'm Jen. I play Amora the Enchantress. She's an Asgardian goddess and sorceress and the head of the exiled organization. Um, And I play Warlock, who is a good techno-organic space boy who uh, is both a robot and an alien. I'm Kaylee. I play the teenage time-traveling Jean Grey of the X-Men. Oh, and I'm Devin, and I play Dr. Nemesis. Uh, he is a former Nazi hunter turned scientist for the X-Men. And I'm Luke, your game master. So Bashenga has given you the night off to party. I roll, I roll the 20 to party hard. I don't know if that means I party too recklessly or if I, if I just don't party that well. I rolled a 94, Luke. What skill or what attributes are you using to party? Or uh, let's say psych. That that seems to make sense. I mean, I'm in the white no matter what. Yeah. No, I guess if it was endurance, I would be in the green. Uh, Luke, I am in the red. Shit, son. You partied real well. <laughs> yeah. How's Dr. Nemesis trying to party? What do they got? Oh, there's some alcohol, there's music, there's dancing. Yeah, we want all that. Okay. And he's also going to show off the fact that since he knows a lot of stuff, like with mixing chemicals and stuff, he's also a kick-ass bartender and can make some sick drinks. Okay. I think Wendigo maybe tries to uh, get everybody to go streaking or something, and it doesn't fully work. I mean, he's always nude, other than his jacket, like so... I don't think I don't I don't think he'd yeah. ask to go streaking because I think he'd just be like, "Hey guys, I'm streaking." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like that's 
Well, how how does he fail at partying hard? That's exactly what I asked you. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He tries to go a bit wild after a few drinks, and everyone's like, "You're you're you're already nude." Oh, so it doesn't oh, okay. get. Uh, hmm. okay. Someone hand me a shirt. You get a uh, large uh, soccer jersey handed to you. I put it on. Does it fit? I'm very large. Um, you sort of have it stuck over your shoulders because you're very, very broad-shouldered. I shout, I'm going streaking, and I try and pull it off. You have a bit of difficulty pulling it off, but when you finally do get it off, it's stretched. I fold it back, and uh, I fold it and hand it back and say thank you very much. Yeah, guy looks a bit disheartened getting the uh, shirt that is so stretched out back, but he's like, Thank you for returning it. I Venmo him some money. <clears throat> okay. Wait, it's been, esta- it's been established that we have the equivalent of um, like corporate charge cards and phones that work anywhere. So I am using uh, I'm using Venmo to actually. You know what? I'm using the Cash App uh, because it it gives it gives money to that organization that's helping feed Puerto Rico. And I, I I I make him install the Cash App, and then I send him uh, some money for a new a new Scott soccer jersey. He thanks you for it, Nemesis. You're you're uh, making drinks. You're being a mixologist. Yeah, being a mixologist. We're dancing. We're drinking those drinks that I'm mixing. But everyone's into it. Nice. How late are you guys partying? I mean, most of the people are petering off around midnight just because they've got revolutionary stuff in the morning. When the party's over, the party's over. Yeah. So you guys aren't going to keep on trying to uh, keep the party no, going? Apparently, I'm not very good at it. I go to sleep if in I my hammock. 94, that means I know when it's time to stop. You guys have uh, cots that have been assigned to you. And... No, I'm using my hammock. Oh, okay. So you're going back to the yeah. hammock? Yeah, so you fall asleep in the hammock? I don't think I would fit in a cot. Yeah, no, it'd be really uncomfortable because even if they push two of them together, you've got like the wooden frame right in the middle of your spine. So, yeah, built like Ving Rains. You fall asleep pretty easily. And Nemesis, roll me a uh, endurance check at a minus two column shift. Just say you rolled a 96. Actually, I rolled an 88, so it did pretty well. Okay. Eh, even with that, we're still in the yellow. Yeah. So you wake up a few hours into the night. Do you do the 5 a.m. water check? Uh, it's more of like 2 a.m. You feel restless and wide awake and you feel off put. Uh, I'll let you ask me two questions to try and figure out or to try and like ascertain what is up with you. Is it something I drank? Or consumed? No. Uh, no, it's not like a stomach being upset. Okay. It's seasonal affective disorder. There we go. He probably gets that. Moody scientists definitely get it. <laughs> Especially in the hot, hot forests of uh, Wakanda. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what latitude they're at, or what time of year it is. All right. So my question: Summer. Do I hear something going on? You do not hear something going on. Uh, you you're just 
you've got an urge for something and you aren't entirely sure what it is. What do I feel like doing? Uh, you're hungry for something, but you're not entirely sure. If you want to try and go back to sleep, you can make a psyche check. Yeah, let's do that. 91. Okay. Yeah, you you fucking sort of get it out of your mind. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just get up and you really, really want carbs. Yeah. You uh, get yourself to fall back asleep without much of a uh, big problem after that. And in the morning, you guys are woken up as the uh, camp is full of some good, good smelling food that is cooking for breakfast. So the uh, woman who greeted you stands up and says, these are my agents. I'd like you to uh, explain exactly what you're doing here, especially if you're impersonating my partner. She looks at a uh, warlock as you uh, squeak out. Yeah, warlock just looks terrified. <laughs> is he is a uh, warlock retaining their shape? Uh, warlock is cartoonishly shivering like a uh, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> like two of the spikes just split off and became rabbit ears. Sure. Aww. But warlock patterned rabbit ears. Let's see, space boy. Yeah. Are you a tech doc there? I I nod. <laughs> a tech doc. That's that's a name for its race, and you seem to be just a baseline human. Is that correct? Well, actually, I'm a mutant. Ah, a mutant. Well, that that might explain more things. <sighs> Haram, you two, uh, you can leave for right now. I will handle interrogations myself. And Haram walks out the uh, door that you guys had walked in through and it slams shut. And the other two Cree leave the room. Self does not like the sound of interrogations. And you, Star-Lord, is it? Star-Lord's taken aback. Uh... Yes, it's me, Star-Lord, Hero of the Stars, with guns and action in a ship. And my interns, Spike and Red. I wave politely. The uh, woman at the table tents her fingers. My name is Sarah. I am a uh, agent of Asgard amongst other places as well. And I suppose you've gotten my interest now. What what brings you to Goddab in the first place? I assume that's where you came before coming to the Cree. Yep. We came to train with the Graces. And uh, I, I suppose that makes... Enough sense. It's a planet full of women who are uh, training for protection and uh, working on establishing their own empire. I assume that's interesting to all three of you. She looks up for a response. 
Jean just read The Feminine Mystique for the first time, so yes. You mean like the blue-skinned lady with red hair? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what that means. Well, I can't blame you, though. Are you aware of its current state within intergalactic law? Can't say that we are. Hmm. She uh, glances over you and notices the talus that is on your wrist. And what is that device on your wrist there? This is the talus. I'm unfamiliar with it. What what does it do? Well, I'm reluctant to tell this new person everything it does. So I just say, well, it's a intergalactic translator. Hmm. A handy tool, though perhaps a bit clunkier than, I guess, other options. Well, I, I will give you a break for now. My name is Sarah, as I said, agent of Asgard and other places, and... I'm here to, if not shut down the entire group, at least to turn off the criminal aspects of the base. Now, I know that Star-Lord there is quite the hero and, if not necessarily a law obeyer herself, then at least she's not actively seeking to harm people. And Star-Lord nods, yes, that's true and you you two you would be equally not necessarily looking to do no 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 no, no illegal neither. space no. crimes is that correct self never does crimes and gene if you do want to do a telepathy check here you can go for it okay what do i want to check her mind for just that she's on the up and up well yeah, or you can basically what you do is if you succeed, you can ask a number of questions to me that I'll have to answer truthfully. Okay. Alrighty, let's do that. Okay, forty-five, so I'm in the green. Okay, so you get one question to ask. Hey, Warlock, what question should I ask her telepathically? Well, it's not necessarily you're asking her a question. It's just I'll give you the information for the answer as a result of you using your power. So you can ask Jin, but asking Warlock wouldn't make sense. (laughs) Just like, what is happening right now? (laughs) Very lost. Where is this going? (laughs) Um... Like, we don't really know who the good guys are here. We don't really... (laughs) Like, our mission is kind of good guy agnostic. Yeah. Um, but, of course, like, Warlock assumes we're, so far. we're just going to hang out with good guys. So, um, like, if Warlock were giving advice, it would just be, like, figure out who the good guys are. <laughs> well, I mean, a, a question that you could ask is, like, what does Sarah have against the Graces? Okay. I telepathically. Or why are they being observed? Okay, I telepathically probe to find out what the deal is there. Okay. So the graces 
are currently a organization working on intergalactic smuggling. God, that's the thing we don't want to materials. do. Okay. We're stopping that. That so, was in the mission description. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I remember more than I do. And so that makes them criminals in Sarah's eyes. Okay. Fair enough. And your overall mission, just as a reminder, is you need to get close to Mr. Claw by joining his tournament where two people will be invited from the Greases to compete in the tournament. Do we want to just blurt all that out? Because I could have Warlock do that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Warlock blurts all that out. Go for it. Ah. Ah. Let's get this plot like, rolling. Oh, you're the good guys. We want to help you. Uh, we want to stop all the smuggling and uh, fight in the tournament and make everything better. Mm-hmm. Star-Lord looks over. Sarah's, like... Stern demeanor breaks for a second and then it resumes. Well, uh, that I I believe that would uh definitely help things. Thank you for that, Technoc. Yeah, I am Warlock. You can call me Warlock. It is wonderful to meet you, Warlock. Well, if you uh simply require a way to get, I guess, ingratiated with the group, that's that's where my uh other agent was, uh, then I, I assume that my uh, Cree partners here would be more than happy to assist you with that. So what what has brought you here to the base? They want your fancy weapons? They sent us to get this. The universal... Mm. The universal weapons. I assume that you'll make sure that we... Well, make sure that they get the uh, weapons back, correct? We can... Do that, yeah. <laughs> are are the Cree good or bad? Generally, is that a question to me or to? Yes. Uh the Cree are their own empire. They're really fighty, so okay. they're out for things themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Would it be a bad thing if they got their weapons back? Well, I mean, they'll get more weapons as is, but it's sort of like. Is taking a like handguns from three cops going to be a good or bad thing? It's oh fun. Yeah, it's complicated. Of course, we would only borrow them. Well, we'll try to make sure everyone gets what's right. Star Lord looks over and is like, "Okay, well, I guess we've got this whole scenario going on. So yeah, give us those weapons." And uh, Sarah slowly gets up. And uh, buzzes in the uh, Cree. These are our guests here uh, working with us. They require access to the armory and they're going to temporarily borrow some weapons to ingratiate themselves with the subject, find out more information, and then uh, I'm assuming you'd be fine helping us out with whatever takedown is required. I nod vigorously. Sure. <laughs> Star-Lord shoots finger blasts over at Sarah. You know it. Get a room. Then, uh... Then, yes, uh... Haram, take them over to the armory and let them pick what they want. And Haram looks a bit frustrated, but then he just turns around and leads you over. 
and into the armory where there is just a massive variety of space style of melee weapons. And uh, yeah, so what type of melee weapon do you want to grab off the wall? Is a shield an option? They got a big old space mace. They definitely do. And, uh, yeah, there is a uh, shield if you want to get that warlock. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Star-Lord goes over and just grabs a uh, big space-looking broadsword. Like, all these are made out of, like, the same dark gray metal with uh, blue highlights on it. And just weird sort of minimalistic patterns. It's sort of Tron-esque. Jean's not from the 80s. That's one movie she hasn't seen yet. So. <laughs> In our universe is the only universe where Tron was made into a thing. <laughs> was it ever a thing? <laughs> they got that sequel with the Daft Punk. Just a huge slam on Tron out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Warlock doesn't really understand that this fashion. is an aesthetic. That's right. Yep. It's like... It, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> again i am more of a forbidden planet or, or if it is it's more sort of like a, how like how a garden is to a forest that's beautiful mm-hmm. star lord looks at the both of you are are either of you i don't know this is like going very very well like if we come back immediately i i, I feel like they think something is up so, I mean, we can head back to the ship and watch a movie or something, if that's what you want to do, or we can just head back. But, I mean... That sounds amazing! I can watch this mysterious Tron you speak of. <laughs> Are you guys going to uh, sit next to each other again, or... Yeah, I don't know anyone else. Let's yeah. Okay. And honestly, I think we bonded over hating Forge so much. Yeah. So you're saying you forged a friendship over no, it? No, I'm not saying we're oh. friends. I'm saying we're uh, we're coworkers who have found something in common. Stop trying to force it, Luke. <laughs> At the best, we're going to be work oh. friends, Luke. Smash cut to volume 17 and we're roommates. <laughs> Smash cut to volume 20 and we're married. (laughs) Smash cut to 24 and you're divorced, but you find out that one of you was replaced back in volume 23 with a robot clone who is trying to prevent your truest love ever. Well, that's not very nice of it. Yeah. Axo wanted revenge. Who? <laughs> Is that a legitimate who or a yeah comedy who? Who's Axo? Uh, Axo was the guy who trapped you into the TV universes. Okay. When Wendigo had to wear the dress and hey, he didn't have to. Yeah. He just genuinely liked it. If you recall, he very much enjoyed uh, be, be, taking on that that role. Yes. Anyways, I forgot that like a person did that. 
Yeah. It was Luke's uh, veiled attempt at trying to make it Axel Alonso. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was yeah. pretty well veiled. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if uh, Saladin Ahmed doesn't work out, I'm, I'm still vying for that Exiles writing role. Yeah, uh, Nemesis, do you, like, mention getting up at night, or you're just letting it go? We're just letting her go. Cool. How, how, how'd you sleep? Uh, I can I can see if they have one of these hammocks, if the cot's not great. I know, for me, cot, too small. Yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night. Well, that's not good. Hope you go back to sleep. Oh, I did. Okay. I go back to eating breakfast. <laughs> See Luke at best work friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, or is the fact that we have such easy camaraderie that we don't need to fill the space with talk when we're comfortable <laughs> with silence? Is that a mark of something far deeper? Only time will tell. I don't know what you're saying. So, after breakfast, Claw comes over to you, Wendigo, and... So, I've heard that you wanted to train? Yeah. Then I would like you to come with me. Okay. And he, uh, leads you outside. And, uh, Dr. Slay comes over to, uh, you afterwards, uh, Nemesis, and is like, when you're ready, there's science to be done. Perfect. And she just leaves it at that. So Claw leads you into a large cave that's maybe 20 or so minutes walking outside of the camp. And just says, come at me. Okay, I'll walk over to him. Try to hit me. Okay, I fake a punch and try to swing at him with my tail. So he, like, doesn't move out of the way of the punch. And when your tail would hit him, it just goes through him. No, I rolled in the yellow, Luke. I think it hits him. (laughs) He is uh, made out of sound for the time being but he disrupts his uh, denseness to affect it. You some kind of witch? Or a hologram? I, I wiggle my claw, my, my hand through his face. Due to a sound experiment that went awry, I have been captured in the form of physical sound. It is a affliction, but it also grants me many benefits. Oh, oh, shit. I bet you'd be either really good or really bad at fighting Daredevil. I don't know how that would work. It did not work as well as I might have hoped in my past. That sucks, bro. Well, that was the day of wanton villainy. I've 
learned more since, and I have found a greater peace with what I do. Shit, dude, that sounds pretty good. Uh, I mean, that sounds kind of like how I I came to be more comfortable with who I am and how I like to eat people. Exactly the same. Yes, I will agree with that. Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm trying to be polite here, but is there a broader purpose to this? Because I, I don't know if I'll get any better at hitting people if... You're just gonna phase out of, out of uh, corporeal reality. How do you think you should improve as a fighter to be better? I, I mean, I assumed pull-ups. He uh, moves one of his hands, and a like bar that would be at pull-up height for you appears, made out of uh, pink solid sound. Will that suit your needs? I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Uh, if you think there's a better way, I mean, this is how I would train, but I'm hoping to train in other ways. I was just trying to politely inquire about the purpose of this training so I can commit to it better. Why do you want to train? Is it simply to help the revolution? You know, part of that, part, you know underground fighting tournament a dark kumite if you will which i think is silly because i mean the kumite is already pretty dark like people die and i don't know why they needed to make a dark kumite but anyways you know because one of those should just come up if it should happen you know you want to do well in the dark kumite yes the blood sport is very important but how can you draw blood from something without it? I don't know. That seems like some Zen shit, man. What I would like you to do to train for the time being is to make your way out of this cave without using the same entrance that you came in through. Okay, I'll walk out a different door. There's only that one entrance so far. You can go further into the cave if you want to. Can I punch through the cave to make my own exit? I'm going to roll a strength check. It'll take a while. I rolled in the white. Yeah. Wait, no, I rolled in the green. I rolled in the green. You're you're doing it, but you're not making a lot of headway. Like, you've got at least, like, ten feet of solid stone to punch through. Okay. I rolled an 87 this time for this next time doing it. So that's in the yellow. Actually, one sec. No, that's in the red. You're making progress, but it's something that will not be resolved with a single good roll. So well, we'll I, had, I had two switch good back rolls. over to Nemesis. I just rolled a 73. That's another good roll. That's three good rolls now. <laughs> this is going to be a multi-part... <laughs> Uh, session James. So, uh, Star-Lord leads you back to, uh, Aurora, and, like, you guys have time to watch a movie. There's, um, Tren, which is the, this universe's version of Tron. 
I think we should watch that and then I transform mm. into a, a trend bike uh, for Gene to ride around on. Yes. And the bike still has Sonic spikes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Though the uh, bikes and Trina all are the uh, like three wheel, like lay down tricycles as opposed to just two wheels because it's much, much safer that Ugh. way. <laughs> Sucks. In Trin, instead of having discs that they throw, they all just shoot basketballs, but they're Trin oh, skidballs. <laughs> this movie sounds great. <laughs> And so after about like two hours of very, very dated graphics in the amazing story of Tren, where John Tren had to save the Tren scope from the evil Tren, it is uh, time for you to head back. Star-Lord turns back to you. She's got her uh, mask off now. So that was uh, Tren. What was your favorite pod? I drive around the room. The soundtrack by Puddle of Mud. (laughs) There's no Daft Punk in this universe, only Puddle of Mud. (laughs) Who also originally started like the 80s. (laughs) Of course. In this universe, they've put out an album consistently every year. Kids love them. Mm -hmm. And so the uh, ship is able to... uh, Turn back around, and after a few minutes, you guys have landed onto Gold Thab Omega. And you get out, and Star-Lord, like, turns to both of you. You got your weapons. I swing my space mace around rather clumsily. The shield is strapped to one side of the bike and the fire extinguisher to the other. Like saddlebags. Mm -hmm. Then I suppose we'll uh, go back and show the gods what we got. And she leads you back into the prison where the uh, guards were playing cards again around the table. And she uh, knocks. Look what we got. I drive in. And she holds up her sword. (laughs) Three. (laughs) She uh, steps back to uh, let you in. Three Omega weapons. I swing the mace around and accidentally knock over a lamp. It like gets atomized as you uh, accidentally tap the lamp with it. Oh, well, that's interesting. Universal weapons. Gene and Warlock's just going around uh, wrecking mailboxes. (laughs) (laughs) Gene theft auto. Got to corrupt these miners. They know what they earned or what they've done to deserve this. And so the uh, guard from before takes all of your weapons and like, well, you did the job. I, I wasn't really expecting you to actually do this yet alone so fast. So I, I, I guess you'll. We're very good. I suppose so. Well, I, I'll, I'll take you into the boss next. So if, if you have anything else that you want to do before, if you need to go to the bathroom, watch Trend Legacy. It's Trend Generations, whereas the fans <laughs> call it Triterations. 
do the do the trend bikes make bike noises? I haven't actually seen Tron. Uh, the trend bikes make a high pitched whistling sound when they move. Hell yes. It's somewhere between like the uh, the like sci-fi like whistle. I forget what that instrument is where you like hold your hand above it and it like reads the waves or whatever. The whistle. Yeah. You mean a theremin? <laughs> yes. It's somewhere between like a high pitched whistle and a theremin sound. Okay. Trin is very good. And awful. You gotta save the Trin Sphere. <sighs> and uh, yeah, so you get led into the main base, which is this massive, like, sort of a fairy tale. Like, you know, the Cinderella castle in Disneyland? Yes. It's like that, mm. but golden and a bit more gothic. Nice. This looks like Boss Enchantress's room. Sure does. And there are guards everywhere who, because you're being escorted by the police, are just like letting you through. And as you are starting to walk through, it's seeming relatively uh, boring. I mean, there's a lot of walking. This is a very big castle. Well, I'm a bike and Jean doesn't have to walk. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I can then make you a sidecar are... for Star-Lord if you want. Yeah, she's fine walking. But uh, you are all of a sudden stopped as a woman with two feathers at the side of her head wearing a like full red leather outfit gets in front of you and says, hold on here. I need to talk to them. And that's where we pick up next time. Hello. We cut back over to nemesis with Dr. Slay. So what, uh, what have you made as a, Scientist, Dr. Nemesis. I've made some kick-ass uh, knockout serum. Some other science narcotics. I've been able to prolong my life. I've been around since, like, the 1910s. I believe I'm over 100 years old now at this point in the game. And I have some ki- um, super-duper uh, um, other sort of serums. Hmm. Oh, yeah, now it's a cure the legacy virus, and, you know, I can probably cure vampirism if I really felt like it, but that would be kind of genocide, and I'm against that. You know, on principle. So, I suppose, do you have any experience making weapons? I mean, uh, knockout serum is not necessarily the same thing as a blaster. I don't remember, do I? Uh... Oh, yes. Yeah, I have some various advanced degrees in robotics and mechanical work and such. Usually I just made the box uh, that would make a lot of our weapons. But I do know how to do some of it. Okay. The box? 
Yes, he's a man named Madison Jeffries. His uh, mutant powers, he is good with machines. Yeah, he loves to fuck them. I was going to say, literally to the point where he goes and fucks the uh, danger room robot. That's some fucking William T. Riker-ass bullshit. Actress Lay sort of, like, gives you a incredulous glance. Ah, well, if I suppose then you would be best left with the materials as opposed to me needing to guide you step by step through making something? I mean, can you make something to support the revolution? Yeah, probably. Okay. So would you like to show me what you guys have already made? Uh, certainly. And she, like, comes over to the thing that you figured out was the vibranium blaster. This is the is a, vibranium is a pulse rifle. Is it made of vibranium, or does it blast vibranium? This is the vibranium pulse rifle. It fires out pulses of the anti-metal vibranium energy, allowing us to take care of some of the more mechanical defenses that T'Challa has built up. The Wakandans have technology like this already, right? Not as uh, advanced and not as mobile. I see. They're... Couldn't this uh, hurt Claw? As this can, like, uh, shut down vibrations and such, could that essentially erase him from existence? Since he is pure sound? If it were used against him, I, I suppose so, but he's an ally. No, no, I'm saying, but but the Wakandans have something like this. Not that would be uh, precise enough to shoot him. I see. That is good. Uh, she walks over to the uh, shield. Can we shoot it for fun? Yes. Well, we have a uh, testing range, yes. if that's what you mean. Yes, I very much like to uh, test some of these uh, these rifles for science. Would you like to do that now, or would you like me to finish showing uh, all the other items? Sh- show me the other items, that way I may test them all at once. You are uh, very excitable. And she uh, leads you over to the shield which is like maybe six feet tall this is a uh, specially designed anti-ballistic shield using some of the vibranium technology carrying these in will allow us to stop bullets and other things though finding the best way to make them mobile is something we are still developing just a super large version of captain america's shield but it does not require the vibranium adamantium alloy. But isn't that alloy better because that also makes it indestructible? Except that the materials are much more rare to find. It is not easy to make an entire army of Captain Americas. So we must find our uh, next closest thing. Have they tried cloning him? She uh, leads you over to the weapons. These are all some uh, various metal alloys that we have made, trying to find our way through defenses, uh, similar to the blasters, but more of a melee range. These might be able to cut through the fabled Black Panther armor. 
assuming that the uh, current king can actually wear them. Why wouldn't he be able to wear them? To wear the armor. There... Is it not in his size? There is a... How does one tailor the Black Panther armor? It is less of the tailor and more of is he worthy to wear it? If his ancestors do not find him worthy, donning the armor and eating the heart fruit can kill an unworthy person. I see. And over here we have some vibranium-based recon technology and some other smaller gadgets that we're working on. Some uh, storage solutions and uh, other things of that nature. It's much less offensive and more of supportive. Would I be able to procure some of that? Well, assuming that we can get them fully field tested and ready, we would be outfitting as many of our upper class soldiers with these as possible. Delightful. And now you had wanted to test the blaster? I would love to test all of it, if I can. That sounds like a plan. Uh, And she hands you the uh, pulse rifle, which is heavy. It's easily like 30 or so pounds. And guide you outside to a shooting range where there's a few targets. There's some what looks to be just cobbled together metal suits. Have at it. And roll me a agility check with a minus two column shift. But don't I get up my plus three because I'm kick-ass shooting guns? This is a very heavy gun. Ah, Agility is remarkable. Just in the white. So there is a massive amount of kickback and you start like shooting and you release a beam of energy towards the piled up junk. But then it just keeps blasting and you're knocked off course. And over in the cave where Wendigo and Claw are, you hear the sound of rocks sliding down, covering the face of the cave that you had entered into. And that is where we'll end here. I'm sure it'll be fine. I wasn't listening. Forge is still in the room and he brings out the next question. Uh, Do any of you need drinks or anything? We, We got a few more of these to answer. Uh, could I have a pitcher of water, please? A pitcher of tomato juice, please. Yeah, you want, like, plain tomato juice or something special? Just tomato juice, that's why I asked. Okay. Forge goes over to a, uh, fridge and pulls out a cold pitcher and a unopened can of tomato juice and opens the can and pours it in the pitcher and hands it over to you. I would like to pour the tomato juice on Forge. (laughs) God. We saw that coming. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, did you, smart guy? So Forge is the new Tanser. I am so glad I didn't wear my white pants, my white shorts. Uh, anybody else want something that they are going to drink and not just pour on me? Uh, Warlock holds up a ficus and, and asks if, can I, can I have this? 
Yes. Uh, could I have <sighs> some, could I have some soda water, please? Uh, a little bit of that tomato juice got on me. You carry tab in this timeline. We only have diet tab right now. Ah, good enough. Forge goes and gets a can of diet tab, and he also brings back a a two liter of seltzer water. I dab a little bit on the spots of uh, I dab a little bit of, on the spots of tomato juice that got on me. He hands uh, Gene the diet tab. We're all good right now. Coffee, please. Uh, <laughs> How do you take your coffee? Black. Okay. Uh, we've got a Arabica blend right now. Is that fine with you? Yes. Caffeinated? Of course. He uh, goes and gets you a uh, coffee in a paper cup with one of the sleeves on it and hands it to you. Enchantress, any anything for you? Martini, please. He sighs and goes over to the mini bar that is in the place and uh, quickly mixes up a martini. Uh, do you want that dry? Uh, yes, please, with a twist. No problem. And he uh, brings you back a martini. Thank you, baby. You got it, boss. <sighs> uh, Warlock has been um, pulling the leaves off this ficus and converting them like they're potato chips. Okay. So here's the next question we got in. I've recently gotten into a discussion with one of my good friends, which eventually became a screaming match. And then a bet. The only problem now is that we need someone to judge who's the winner of this dumb bet. So here's the question that started this whole discourse. Are Spider-Man and most of his villains furries? You've got dudes dressed up like rhinos, grizzly bears, and birds. That's got to count, right? Thanks. Craven confirmation. No, because they're not fur-based no, creatures. Not at all. Also, they are wearing costumes that are themed after these animals. They're not like pretending to be these animals. They're not furries. They don't have fursonas. What about the lizard? Not furry. He's also not wearing a costume. He's just like a... He's just a lizard. But, but your fursona doesn't have to be a mammalian creature. Like, people want to be dragons and to have sex as dragons, or they get off by dressing. Those are called other kin. I watched the movie Pottersville. It clearly described what a furry was. <laughs> <laughs> You're the reason why we're getting bright, too, Dad. I have not watched the first one. But my roommate did. <laughs> uh, okay, but like you could dress up like an alligator. That could be your fursona, and that would make you a furry. No, no, no. Dressing in a costume doesn't automatically make you a furry. Otherwise, like baseball mascots would be furries or whatever Mr. Met is. Or every abomination at the mall during uh, Easter. Let's be real, though. Baseball mascots are fur bait. Fur bait, but not furries. Mm. 
Well, I mean, they could be furries, and maybe that's they're, why they're, they're so happy with by the job. By they're default, furry adjacent. They're just people doing a job. See, the one good thing about being from the 60s, the only good thing, really, is uh, that I didn't have to know what the fuck furries were. Also, the Mets have only been disappointing for, like, a couple of years. Okay, well, wait, so what is your definition of a furry again, then, Wendigo? Uh, I mean... I don't know. I mean, by this person's logic, I'm a furry. Well, don't didn't you choose to stay as a Wendigo because it makes you happy? Yeah, but it's not a costume. It's who I am. If only Gorilla Man was still here. Well, couldn't a furry say that it's not a costume, that's just them dressing up as who they truly are? No. They're people wearing costumes. In a different way than Spider-Man villains are. Spider-Man villains are just dudes who have a theme. Furries are part of an organized subculture based on taking on personas of based on your anthropomorphic animal costume. But weren't you a Wendigo themed wrestler who also happened to be a Wendigo? No, I was a Wendigo. Is it was dad themed. Listen, maybe some of them are furries, but you'd really have to talk to them one on one to find out. Wait, so does that mean you're part of the daddy fetish? No. I mean, people can have it, but like people people can fetishize the concept of daddies, but it doesn't make me a part of the daddy fetish. God, Forge, read a book. Now we're blowing this wide open. And Warlock, do you have any wisdom? Um, Warlock is sort of uh, looking slightly shocked as he reads Wikipedia. Play with your ficus, honey. Just read VG Cats. Self is learning so many things today. <laughs> uh, actual me used to be part of the VG Cats forum way back when the comic was good it was for never its good. time. Not even for its time, it was always bad. And then the creator got really pissed off because he had a community that had been around for like a decade and none of them enjoy the comic anymore. So he decided to shut down the forum. That's totally fair. Mm -hmm. Also, they were all making fun of him. Yeah, he was making a bad comic. Because nobody really cared. Anything else to add for the discussion for Craven Confirmation? Okay. People can find me on Twitter at, at least L E A S K. And that's about it. I don't don't have much more going on these days. You can find me on Twitter at Street Over Jen, and you can find my artwork at streetovergen.com or on the cover to this podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ronch, 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 and you can find my writing on womenwriteaboutcomics.com. I'm Devin. You can find me online at Fred Fett, and you can also hear me co-hosting Multiversal Key with Game Master Luke.
And I'm Luke, your Game Master. You can find me on Twitter at at Coltrig, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at LukeHair.com. Exile is a listener-supported podcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you can get early episodes each and every week that is possible. You also get invitations to backer special episodes. And uh, coming up soon, we are going to have a special award for $10 or more backers. You can find more about us at xoutpodcast.com. That has links to our Patreon, to our image galleries where we have our covers and our fan art and everything else that you might want to see. For $10 a month, I will tell people what their fursona is and what their fetish is. That's not going to make sense until like the second episode of these that we recorded for these. It's always applicable. Like... <laughs> We talk about fetishes yeah. a lot on this show. <sighs> we do exile the horniest non And then and then for the next level we'll include podcast. that in the next uh, episode. Yeah, uh, that's so that's $15 a month. <laughs> $20 a month we will keep your name out of it. For 20 we'll put someone else's on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, for $25 a month, we will run a dangerous libel and slander campaign against someone of your Come decade. to the exiled po- Patreon. You don't, you soon will. You've seen how they treat me and they're my friends. Imagine how they'll treat your enemies. I think you need to leave that last bit in, but like have the five second gap after you say, uh, after you say, after you said it. <laughs> the awkward silence sells it. Yeah. Cool. See you next week. <laughs>